the Power Pack Morning Zoo. Are you kidding me? Fire! It's the greatest radio show ever. Good morning and welcome. Dan Mickley. He's a very successful writer. Vince Murata. Let's cut the crap, Mr. Murata. Sarah Cazell. She's got a job working with a bunch of wackos. And Jerry Carlin. Why do you know from funny young? Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Good morning. Wake up, Valley sports fans. We're up and so are you. Happy Thursday, everybody. A Thursday where we get to talk about the Suns at the All-Star break. We get to talk about chaos in Kansas City and a day when Tiger Woods is back to playing golf. Today, right. it's back, happening. Back at his own tournament that he's never won before. It's happening in, in Riviera. New, in his Riviera. new clothing line. Yeah, that's right. His son, space, day, space, red. I love the name. Mm-hmm. The, the the apparel that was rolled out looked pretty cool. I kind of like the Tiger logo. Mm-hmm. I don't understand the space between sun, day, sun and day and red. I don't know. I don't get it either. But I think it's a cool name. It sounds very mystical, it doesn't does. it? Doesn't it sound like... Yeah, like, like I don't know. It sounds it's 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 got a cool kind of thing to it. I agree. The whole thing is strange to me that after so many years at this point in in his career, mm-hmm. he breaks from Nike and starts his own brand. Yeah, it's a little was bit that, odd. Was that more of a Nike thing, or was I that, don't know. Was I, th- there, there's no. Re- I, I I have not been able to find any detail details as to why that's happened. I, I think probably. He wants to duplicate what Jordan has done with Jordan's brand. But Jordan's brand is part it's a of subsidiary. Nike. No, yeah. it, no, he, Jordan owns it. It's under the Nike umbrella. But well, Jordan's got it's under the Nike right, umbrella. Right. So yeah, it's I don't just know. weird it's that they, they stuck th- with him through all his yeah. troubles for mm-hmm. all those years, and then now it's the, which is why I don't think this was a dissatisfaction with Tiger kind of thing. Uh, I yeah. wonder if he'll ever get to wear the Sunday red. On a Sunday ever again. If I'll ever make a cut again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, listen, uh, people were, some people were speculating that, that Tiger was upset because Nike had become too woke. Tiger Woods isn't that deep. Tiger Woods thinks about golf, and that's about it. Mm, well, that's not about well, it. Well, <laughs> yeah, There's you're right. one other thing that Perkins, I think sometimes is. Yeah, the breakfast menu at Perkins, breakfast pretty menu, good. It's pretty yeah, good. Yeah, right. Jackson. First place I ever worked yeah. was Perkins. Was it really? Is that right? Whoa. Yeah. Any, what? any wow, comparable you, stories? Were you a line cook? No, I was a busboy. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's a great job. Not for me. Mm. <laughs> no, that's a tough job. That's a hard job, actually. It, it really is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Junior year of high school. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Had to make money for that car your dad took away from you. Do you remember that story? <laughs> I don't know the story. Yes, do you time? do. He told it once. My high school graduation, my dad my dad told me I needed to get a job after graduation. I took two trips, a weekend trip down to Tucson with a friend, and then I went to with some other friends to Disneyland. By the time I got back, he sold the car <laughs> that I was going to use to find a he job. Was, he- <laughs> And then my graduation gift was he handed me 40 bucks cash from the sale of the car. That was like that was like as, as hardcore as that's my harsh, dad man. got right, that's, right there. That's harsh. Yeah. Wow. yeah. I've got to go easier on Vinny my Joe dad. must have been okay. breaking I, bad. I don't want to sound like I'm, I, I, my, my dad was a, he was a great dad. Mm-hmm. But I, maybe he was in a mood that day. I yeah. don't know. Well, listen. Yeah, all parents have their moments. Start the, <laughs> for better and worse. Yes. Start the we show. Oh, yeah. 
The Splash. Splash. The stories making waves in the sports world. The Splash. Animal. Animal coming. Animal coming. The Splash. Brought to you by Presidential Pools, Arizona's number one pool builder. See why at presidentialpools.com. The Suns have reached the all-star break. They got there with a 116-100 win over the Detroit Pistons at Footprint Center. After a thriller Tuesday night against the Kings, this one was not... Well, not good. Thrilling at all. Yeah. Devin Booker took exception to a foul call early, and according to the NBA officials who worked the game, it was too much exception. Suns All-Star was ejected 524 into the contest. Suns didn't need him. Kevin Durant scored 25. Yusuf Nurkic had 10 points, 13 rebounds, and 7 assists. And Saban Lee came off the bench for 16 in the win about over that, the Pistons. Huh? In Monty Williams' return to Phoenix, the Suns hit the All-Star break 33-22, and season-high 11 games over 500. They are tied for fifth with New Orleans with that record in the Western Conference. Uh, 27 games remaining after the break. Of course, Kevin Durant will be a starter for the Western Conference All-Stars in Sunday's game against Indianapolis. Booker will be coming off the bench in his fourth All-Star appearance. Suns resume their schedule a week from tonight in Dallas against the Mavericks. More interestingly, before last night's game, the Mm. Pistons actually showed some fight, literally. Injured big man Isaiah Stewart reportedly sucker punched Suns reserve Drew Eubanks in the tunnel hours before the game. The Suns released a statement that read, quote, the attack on Drew Eubanks was unprovoked and acts of violence such as this are unacceptable. He was he was actually arrested at the arena. He was after the, you know, uh, they, they said that he left the arena right after the incident in street clothes. But uh-huh. Phoenix police arrested him, cited him uh, and, and then released him. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so now Monty Williams is pissed that the Suns released that statement as early as they did. Yes. Without ever, like... L- Called it irresponsible. Yeah. Yeah. Very interesting night at the, oh, <laughs> at I, the arena. I walked into the arena, and I, we were a pre-show meeting, like, two hours before the... T- two hours and 15 minutes before tip-off. Mm-hmm. And that's what people were talking about. It's like, Drew Eubanks apparently got in a fight with somebody in the parking garage. And my first thought was, like, it was probably Isaiah Stewart. Yeah. Well, you were right about most that. most well-known for going after LeBron. LeBron James on the court uh-huh. in a maniacal, uh, a maniacal charge against him. Mm-hmm. Uh, last night in the NBA, Boston beat up Brooklyn 136-86. to 86. Yeah, 50 points. Celtics hit 22 threes in that win. Cleveland got back in the win column. They beat Chicago by three. Dallas, who's up next for the Suns, they've won six straight. They beat San Antonio 116-93. to 93. Kyrie Irving had 34. Sacramento bounced back, beat the Nuggets in Utah. Not, not in Utah, in Denver. That's where they play. Uh, the Pelicans stayed uh, just in front of the Suns, or tied with the Suns with a 133-126 win over Washington. Clippers slowed down the Warriors without Kawhi Leonard. And the Lakers, without LeBron James, outscored Utah 138-122. Anthony Davis and Rui Hachimura combined for 73 points. Suns made other news on Wednesday as well. They announced the return of a G League franchise coming for next season. Owner Matt Ishbia announced that that was a priority when he took over the team just over a year ago, and it's a official now. The team will play its games in the Phoenix metro area and there's a contest to name the franchise that's open to the public until February 28th at suns.com slash G League. Suns were the only remaining NBA team without a dedicated G League franchise. They uh, sold off their franchise in 2020 under previous ownership. 
Kansas City Chiefs held their Super Bowl parade in the streets of their city yesterday, and it was marred by tragedy. One person has been killed, 22 others injured when a mass shooting broke out near Union Station. Three people have been detained as officers converged on the scene. But as of Wednesday night, the last I read, there has been no official charges or arrests, uh, and mm. suspects no suspects had been named. No disaster. It, yeah, yes. Listen, and it's if 46 days into this year, we've had 48 mass shootings in this country. And now that it happens at a championship parade, is it hitting a little differently? We'll see. Yeah, we it's just awful. We haven't it's, seen that as a setting yet, so yeah, it hits differently. But we're so desensitized to it because of what you just said. Well, it just, it just, yeah, yes, exactly. Uh, more fallout from the 49ers loss in the Super Bowl. Head coach Kyle Shanahan announced the team is relieving defensive coordinator Steve Wilkes of his duties. He spent one year on Shanahan's staff. Niners defense ranked third in points allowed and eighth in yards allowed this year. But Wilkes let go, and a lot of it seemingly had to do with performance in the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Why does that name sound familiar? <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, Wilkes' counterpart in the Super Bowl, Steve Spagnuolo of Kansas City, got a contract extension to stay with the Chiefs. He's been part of Andy Reid's staff since 2019. Antonio Pierce adding to his coaching staff in uh, Las Vegas by adding his son, DeAndre Pierce, as an offensive assistant. DeAndre played his final two seasons of college ball at ASU while Antonio was on the coaching staff. The Coyotes are reeling. They lost their seventh straight game, 3-1 to Minnesota at Mullet Arena. Logan Cooley's goal at 5-21 of the third cut Minnesota's lead to 2-1. But Matt Boldy. Matt Boldy. Matt Boldy of the Wild scored less than six minutes later to put it out of reach. Coyotes back on home ice in Tempe Friday night to host Carolina, and they will do so without Connor Ingram, who did not finish that game. Undisclosed injury is going to keep him out for a bit. Mm. Two wins in a row for the Arizona State Sun Devils. They trounced Oregon State 79-61 at Desert Financial Arena. Game tied at 33 at the half, but the Devils outscored the Beavers 46-28 in the second half. Jemiah Neal off the bench for 21. Adam Miller, Jose Perez each hit for 16. Sun Devils now even in the Pac-12 at 7-7, and they will get their first of two looks at fifth-ranked Arizona Saturday night at McHale Center. GCU in action tonight, hosting Utah Tech at Global Global Credit Union Arena. The Lopes are 22-2 heading into the game, which starts at 7 o'clock. And as Bick said, Tiger Woods makes his return to competitive golf today at his own tournament, the Genesis Invitational. Isn't that where... Wasn't Tiger coming back from the Genesis or the course where the Genesis is when he got into his car? Oh, it, it might be. Yeah. Yeah. It was in or, Southern or maybe California. I, maybe I, maybe yeah, he was I listening he, to Genesis. He was, he, was driving a, <laughs> he was driving a Genesis. I know that. He was driving the maybe, Genesis, maybe listening that, to maybe Genesis. Maybe that's what I'm thinking of. Reading Genesis. What is the Genesis? Maybe he's reading Genesis. No, I don't, I'm not <laughs> sure he's familiar with. <laughs> that's funny. I heard that back there. That's a good line. <laughs> There's your splash for Thursday, February 15th. Coming up, the Suns get a win over Detroit. Excuse me while I hold in my yawns. What was that? It's Big Lee Murata Mornings here on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Hey, it's Luke. It's officially the NBA All-Star break. So where do the Phoenix Suns stand in the West, and what more do you want to see? We get going at 10 a.m. It's Wolf and Luke on Arizona Sports. Suns with five seconds left. Lee just dribbling it out, and that'll do it. Suns win 116-100 to the final. They beat the Pistons for the seventh straight time in the series and are 11 games over 500 for the first time this season at 33-22. and They improved to 18-11 and here on their home floor. John Blue. 
Bloom, final call last night from Footprint Center. A 16-point win that was not nearly that close. And the lead was yeah, 35 at points one point, yep. at a certain time. And it was just this weird, this weird night-to-night juxtaposition. Tuesday night, all the atmosphere, all the intensity, excitement. It was playoff-type basketball. Man, last night was the complete opposite. Mm-hmm. And I'm not blaming the Phoenix Suns for that at all. Um, the opposition is just not up to snuff, and I'll have more on that a little bit later. Yeah. Uh, but good way to go into the break for the Suns. Yeah, I agree. Uh, they got a win. They got you know rest for some players. Oh, Devin Booker <laughs> took the night off. He might be the smartest <laughs> dude in the whole building. Five minutes and 24 seconds uh-huh. of playing time. Uh, Kevin Durant played 29 minutes. He played uh, more than anybody on either team last night, and that That's is insane. a much diminished workload. Yeah. So the Suns go into the break 33 and 22. Uh, look, I was through. I said it, you know, yesterday on the mm-hmm. show. Mm-hmm. The win over the Kings was one of my favorite wins of the year. Mm-hmm. This one's just going to go into the category yeah, of get it done. Yeah. And they did. Right. Exactly. It's the Pistons. I mean, you you can't lose to them. You have to win the game, and they did. And then you just kind of shut the book on it and and move on. But I do think that a couple of things that happened during the game, as we have pointed out, very very interesting. The Drew Eubanks, Isaiah Stewart flare up, dust up, and and how that was handled. And the mod and because again, this was supposed to be a night where we honored Monty, and it turned into be this just bloody mess of a basketball game. It really was, you know. And it's and we we can we can go right to Devin Booker right now. Uh, it was about the one of the softer ejections you will ever see. Right. I mean, I think we can all be in agreement on that. Yes. But at the same time, I, I don't want to be this victim uh, victimhood marketplace where and sports marketplace where everything is a conspiracy and blah, 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 yeah. blah, blah, blah. And so so there is personal responsible responsibility for Devin Booker after you get your first technical. And indeed, if he has been told afterwards, you need to shut up. Okay. All right. Then he needs to shut up and not get that second technical. Yeah. But but when you watch it, it's about as soft as it gets. And in the pool, it was in the pool report that uh, Kellen actually was. Oh yeah. Uh, it doesn't even say that Devin Booker used the language or anything. It was no, just, just that he kept complaining. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, here's the way it sounded on the Suns radio network. Now we're going to get another technical foul on Booker. He's been ejected. That is JT Orr that decides to whistle a second technical on Booker. And now Frank Vogel's going to get a tee as he is wondering what the heck's going on. And tempers are flaring on the Suns' wow. sideline. Yeah, uh, Booker was gone at that point. You heard the crowd reacting. Frank Vogel lost his mind at mm-hmm. that point. He got, yeah. the, he got the, the technical, too. And had a better team been the opposition in that situation, be a bigger story. They would have taken. I mean, it, they had a, I think, an opportunity for like a seven or eight point possession with all the technical free throws. Yeah. Uh, but here was Vogel on the ejection after the game. Yeah, they just said he, you know, they asked him to stop whatever his complaint was, and he didn't stop, so they teed him up, and then he said something else to the other official, and he ran him out. It's just freaking ridiculous. Total BS. Um, you know, as to take a star player out of the game, I've seen see worse worse than what he did on a nightly basis. <laughs> like, like not I've seen it before. I see it every night. So unprecedented. Those are good good officials uh, that were on the game tonight. But you know, that was certainly uncalled for and BS. And I, I I know a lot of the thinking is especially that early in the game. And I was driving home last night and I was listening to Tim Ring do the mm-hmm. post game show and he brought up this point and it's valid. Mm-hmm. With the price of NBA tickets now and the superstar talent, I mean, superstars are currency in the NBA. Mm-hmm. 
for fans who don't get the opportunity to see a lot of games, you know, the family pulls their money and they, hey, we're going to go see Devin Booker play. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you get five minutes and 24 seconds and then Book gets ejected. Imagine the disappointment. But I want to think, you know, uh, let me flip that over a little bit. All right. Think about the kid who aspires to be an NBA official and was really excited oh, to boy. go see the JT Orr oh, show last night. Sure, where his Dick Pavetta jersey. I, yeah, yeah uh-huh. I mean, I mean. Imagine how thrilled that kid was seeing J.T. Orr in all of his glory because mm-hmm. apparently J.T. Orr was under the impression that there were families that came to watch him work last night. Mm-hmm. It wasn't just the ejection. The first 10 minutes of that game was unwatchable dreck, and a lot of it had to do with the way it was being officiated okay. for both teams. Okay. Am I wrong? No, no. I again, I, I'm, I'm, I'm not arguing that it was a very, very soft ejection, and and I do, and I am completely in agreement that the NBA cannot be in the business of throwing out star players in first quarters of basketball. Yeah, games. when it's warranted, go. But the Suns and look, they're going to have Booker's back. I mm-hmm. understand that, but when you hear. Frank Vogel say it was BS. When you hear Kevin Durant talk about, wow, I, that guy's been in the league for 18 years. He's seen it all. Mm-hmm. Quicker than quicker than normal technicals there, mm-hmm. especially early in a game. Uh, Listen, it, it, this has been this is not the first time it's happened in the NBA this year. No, it's not. It won't be the last time either. And and so yeah, no. Listen, this is not something I would I would aspire to if I was running this basketball association. But I will say this too. I think. I think there's a league-wide issue that was on display last night. Mm-hmm. And it, it was probably the perfect storm or the, the imperfect storm, if you will, in Phoenix. Having back-to-back games heading into an all-star break, and when you're a team like the Suns and you're hosting a team that's going through the motions like the Pistons, I mean, that is a recipe for what we saw last night. Mm-hmm. And it's human nature for players to be thinking, Wow, we get a break after this? <laughs> so, I know it was tongue-in-cheek what you said. It certainly was tongue-in-cheek what I said, but, I mean, was that in Devin Booker's mind? I, I don't know. I, I, I know he takes pride in competing against teams from Detroit. Right, yeah, and, and with Monty Williams on the other sideline, you would think that, that there would be motivation to kind of really put put your best foot forward. Again, I, I think it's it's fascinating to me because I think if you dial out on this, there there is a bigger story here. And after the game, Monty Williams talked about he oh no, before the game, Monty Williams talked about Devin or was it after the game? When he when he made his quotes and his comments about I I, I'm not there to reel him in when he complains about yeah, referees. It was, it was I, he, he yeah, that's it. He said he said before the game that he watches the Suns and there are times when he sees Devin Booker losing his mind and he and he basically took Credit for trying to keep Devin Booker out of that lane, out of that, uh, out of the refs are out to get me kind of thing. Now he's got a head coach in Frank Vogel who is very much a blame the referee kind of guy, very much so. And, and I, I basically hear it almost on a nightly basis from Frank Vogel. Now I'm sure Devin Booker appreciates that you want a coach to have your back, but at the same time, this is a blind spot in Devin Booker's game. Yeah, but how many times? I mean, Monty Williams complained constantly about the Suns not getting the same amount yeah. of free throws in the playoffs. He did, yeah. I, but I think he was more. He was more. He was always of the mindset: I don't want players focusing on this. Here, here's the Monty Williams okay. soundbite. It's it's the second part of a, a long thing just talking about Booker. But here it is. I watch him. 
I watch his mannerisms now. I watch him, <laughs> you know, lose it every once in a while. And he doesn't have me over there to tell him, like, cut it out. <laughs> you know, because from time to time, he'd look over at me to see if I was going to say something. And I'd be like, stop, you know. <laughs> and, um, you know, you miss that. So that's interesting. I I, I don't it know what interesting. isn't it because yeah. it, it's I don't know whether Monty is saying see what could be it would be better if I were still here. I, I don't I don't know if or if Monty was just joking. I wonder if Monty strained his shoulder, patting himself on the back. <laughs> Good lord! <laughs> Again, it, it was the last part of like a ninety second thing where he's just talking about no, but uh, Vinny's right. Booker Vinny's and right Booker though. And all no, that Vinny's stuff. right about that. Look, I, you know me. I'm gonna have books back on everything. He's my favorite player of all time. Well. He okay. complained a lot when Monty was here, too. Yeah. And he's to the point now where he is a superstar, and mm-hmm. he doesn't feel he's getting the respect he deserves, and I think a lot of that is warranted. Okay. Have you subscribed to the Bickley and Murata Show podcast? Subscribe right now on your iPhone or Android. Never miss any of the show. It's the Bickley and Murata Show podcast brought to you this week by your Valley Chevy dealers. Coming up next, one and done. No, I'm not talking about college players jumping to the NBA. I'm talking about Steve Wilkes' resume in the NFLs. He's let go again in San Francisco. We'll get into it straight ahead. Bickley and Murata mornings here on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. We go back to the middle of the season. The 49ers took Steve Wilkes from upstairs, put him down on the field, and the level of play improved some, but not enough to where Kyle Shanahan felt comfortable to where he took a few nights, thought about the decision, came in this morning, met with Steve Wilkes, and decided to go in a different direction. Now the 49ers will be going on their fourth different coordinator in four years. Kyle Shanahan said they'll look internally, but he's also interested in looking outside the organization to other ideas and he said today it just never seemed to be exactly the way they wanted it to go. He complimented Steve Wilkes as a man, which everybody knows, as a coach. But he felt like it was in the best interest of the 49ers to go a different direction. It's Adam Schefter, ESPN, talking about why the 49ers and uh, Kyle Shanahan apparently was a hastily called uh, video conference yesterday. Mm. Reporters jump on. And a day after Kyle Shanahan had the quote, I expect all of our coaches to be back. Yeah, makes the announcement that Steve Wilkes is out after one year uh, as the defensive coordinator. And obviously, there's tons of different reaction to to this. Right. Uh, But the fact of the matter is Steve Wilkes, who had a one-year opportunity as the head coach of the Cardinals, Cardinals moved on. They got a lot of heat for that decision Mm -hmm. in a lot of NFL circles. Um, One thing that is completely different in these two firings of Steve Wilkes after one year. Yeah. Is that we know why Steve Wilkes was fired from the Cardinals. It's it's on record. Their owner came out and said, I was not on board with Steve Wilkes' plan to move this team into so the Said he future. didn't have a plan. He, yeah, said he ba- asked him, ba- how are you going to fix this and you didn't have a plan? Basically, yes. Yeah. Yes. It makes it an easy decision. The 49ers were just in the Super Bowl. Mm -hmm. And Steve Wilkes is the coordinator that called out his own defense heading into the Super Mm -hmm. Bowl, saying, you know, embarrassing performances in in the playoffs. And there there were some in-game things that were questioned by a lot of people, including the usage of a timeout because Mm -hmm. Kyle Shanahan and Steve Wilkes weren't on the same page. He decides to move on, and here we are. 
There were, uh, yeah, so the timing of it is very interesting, but I will tell you this. It has not been a smooth year for Steve Wilkes nope. in San Francisco. Uh, Kyle Shanahan has called him on on a couple of different occasions, uh, hasn't really agreed with his strategy on a couple of occasions. There was a time when Kyle Shanahan had to get him down from the booth and onto the sidelines where he wanted him to be. And then there was then there was a defense that, while statistically they look about the same defense on paper as they had with D'Amico Ryans, people who watch the team regularly just said it, it just wasn't there. They just didn't pop. Now, they popped in the first half of the Super Bowl. Definitely. It looked like the old 49ers defense that we had kind of seen under D'Amico Ryans. But again, it, this is a story of a second half that where a defense cannot stop the Kansas City Chiefs and the defensive coordinator gets fired. Happened to Jonathan Gannon. Well, Jonathan Gannon didn't get fired. Jonathan, Jonathan Gannon got a head coaching job. And there's an interesting juxtaposition there that we're going to get into. But to hear 49ers players say they were completely unprepared for some of the zone read stuff that the Chiefs threw at them, including the game, the title winning play in overtime, which happened to be the same play they scored two touchdowns on against Jonathan Gannon and the Eagles. It's quite something, Vinny. Well, I got to say this uh, on the San Francisco players and the quotes coming out of their locker room mm-hmm. and they're off of their roster this week. Uh Either, uh, you know, they didn't know the overtime rules. They were unaware for this play that had been famously on tape that the the, the Chiefs had used mm-hmm. very heavily to win a Super Bowl last year. Either the 49ers players don't pay any attention to instruction or they're not being coached very well. Well, there's both. Top to bottom. Yes, that's a good point. It's a real, really good point. So, again, so the fallout in San Francisco continues now. During the course of the game, like I said, it, it's it, that's a shocking lack of preparedness if you are not ready to um, defend some of the zone read stuff that the Chiefs were throwing at you. And then there was the one play during uh, all of it where Kyle Shanahan had to call a timeout because he did not like the defensive call that came from Steve Wilkes. And at that point in time, you're like, uh-oh, this is not looking good for the 49ers. But then again, this is um, Kyle Shanahan has to wear this, and all yes. this stops at Kyle Shanahan. Well, that's the thing, though. The, the idea of a scapegoat has to come up, too. Oh, yes. When we talked about all the, the criticism of Kyle Shanahan after the, another big game loss, it's almost like he felt like he had to do something to sort of tamp down that. Yeah, and here was a mm-hmm. big big play, and people are pointing to this point in the broadcast, too. This was a third and six in overtime. The 49ers had already kicked the field goal to go up 22-19. It's third and six for the Chiefs at their own 46-yard line. And Tony Romo looks at the defensive alignment and mm-hmm. sees what they th- you know says what they should do, what they do do. Listen to his reaction to this play. They come after him, and they've been up in here. I expect him to drop out this time. Oh, they shouldn't have done that. Up ahead he goes. Rice has the first down, and he's out of bounds at the... So he says, I expect them to drop back there. They didn't drop back. They came with the full blitz. Mahomes felt it, saw Rice saw it. coming it was easy, the middle, yeah. uh-huh. and that was probably the biggest play right outside of the... Uh, yeah. Well, you know, right outside of the the, the, uh, the touchdown to win the game. Yeah. So listen, so all this stuff is starting to add up here, and now there's, there's, there's going to be the next thing, there's going to be sort of backlash against Kyle Shane. Shanahan, who, is, yes. who has kind of got this genius label, and, and now now people are going to be mocking that a little bit. Well, you can criticize Kyle Shanahan for his game day coaching for the Super Bowl, certainly. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the explanation after that game about wanting to get the ball in the third possession, the analytics said so. You can, you can criticize that all you want. 
Um, he's standing by what he's saying, but I'll get to tell you, in the three days since the Super Bowl, four mm-hmm. days since the Super Bowl, I think Kyle Shanahan's reputation has taken more shots than the in-game stuff. He I, has not I totally handled agree with his you. loss well no, at all. I, I totally agree with you. And, and it really, it kind of, the stuff is piling up and it, it doesn't feel as extreme as the Legion of Doom and the Seahawks and what happened to them. But I this... This is going to be worth monitoring. This is the team the Cardinals are chasing. Mm-hmm. This is the team everybody is chasing. And Kyle Shanahan in the is, NFC. Yes, uh, he's getting a lot of criticism from from national circles, including uh, Chris Canty, ESPN Radio. It's a sucker move by Kyle Shanahan. Like it, it doesn't make any sense. This is his first year as the defensive coordinator. Yeah, granted, it's a different scheme, and there are going to be some growing pains with the players adjusting to it. But it was successful enough for your team to be in the Super Bowl. Uh, how many how many Super Bowl coordinators get fired? It's not commonplace, and that's the part that just doesn't make sense to me. It feels like Kyle Shanahan trying to light a fire over here to have people avoid paying attention to the fire of storm around him and the decision that he made with overtime. This doesn't make any sense to me, Smalls, and, and I absolutely feel for Steve Wilkes. It's somewhat offensive to me because it's presuming that I don't know any better when it comes to what the outcome in the big game was and who's to blame for the 49ers being on the wrong side of it. And at the beginning of it, people questioned the fit of Steve Wilkes as the coordinator. Coordinator. Mm-hmm. Even today, if you look at some of the reports coming out of San Francisco, ill-fitting was, was a phrase that was used. Mm-hmm. Um, but why go there in the first place? And now I do feel for Steve Wilkes because now he's got two one-year tenures, and he was passed over for a job in Carolina where he did a really good job as the interim head coach, and you saw the results there, yeah. too. So yeah. how do you bounce back from this? If I, don't Wilkes? I, I, I don't know. I don't know. But the scapegoat thing is very, very real, it is. And but like you said, this also is not a good look for Kyle Shanahan at all. It is not. Coming up, you've heard of Panic at the Disco? How about Assault at the Arena? We'll Ooh. get into it. Stewart versus Eubanks on the undercard. Bickley and Murata mornings here on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Hey, it's Gambo. Now on All-Star break, the Suns have time to reset before the stretch run. How should they game plan for the second half of the season? We'll talk about it on the Burns and Gambo show, starting at 2 on Arizona Sports. Just walking in, uh, words were said, and got sucker punched, and security stepped in, and that was it. Did you ever have anything with him? Just basketball yeah. Stuff that goes on the court. But nothing personal no, no, that, that no, no. would make you think that he would do that. Nah, I mean, no. We could. You can see what he does, like, how he acts on the court. So, it's right. surprising. So, you were in street clubs. Yeah. Coming to do your job, and all of a sudden, Pomeroy just, just comes out of nowhere from behind. No, nah, basically, we were walking in, words were said, and then got face to face, and then just sucker punched me. That security got in the way. Okay. Are you expect, are you concerned about the night? Considering no, I won't play. You are good though. No damage yeah, or anything. No, no shade. No, okay. soft bunch. Drew Eubanks of the uh, Phoenix Suns talking with uh, our own Kellen Olson and mm-hmm. Dwayne Rankin from AZ Central, uh, describing what happened yesterday. Weirdness yeah. before the game. Uh-huh. Uh huh. You don't hear about this very often. Two guys walking in in street clothes hours before the tip, mm-hmm. getting into it. And Drew Eubanks kind of casting it on uh, Isaiah Stewart. You know how he is on the court. You see him play. Uh-huh. And everybody points back to that Le- the LeBron James incident where 
He got an elbow from James, got his head cut open, and Stewart lost his well, ever-loving mind. And this is this is also the guy, after Draymond Green elbowed Yusuf Nurkic, the, the people who wanted to kind of troll on Draymond Green pointed out that Draymond had none of the smoke towards Isaiah Stewart, mm-hmm. right? There was the incident between those two. So Isaiah Stewart's got a, a reputation as kind of being uh, – uh, an angry man. A yeah, I mean, head. and you could say what you about yeah. Isaiah Stewart. Yeah. I wouldn't want to mess with him. No, if that, that was yeah, an NBA no, he's player. a bad man too. <laughs> uh, that, that's and that's my point. So Draymond, with all his talk, looked at Isaiah and was like, "No, nah, I ain't messing with you." And, and I was wondering too. I'm like, "Wow!" When when it was finally identified that it was those two that got into it, I'm like, "All right, they both are Pac-12 guys." Mm-hmm. Stewart played at Washington. Eubanks played at Oregon State. They never crossed paths in college because Stewart only played a year in in, in Seattle. So, you know, you heard Eubanks say there was just on-court stuff, Mm -hmm. nothing out of the ordinary. Very weird situation. It got weirder because Stewart was arrested last night. That's where the story got really weird to me, Vinny. I I mean, seriously. So if if the police were involved, how did they get involved? Um, Because we... This doesn't happen frequently, but it does happen in the NBA. Guys getting into it in the tunnel, right? And generally after games. Uh, generally <laughs> after games, but generally the police don't get involved. So I think it's kind of interesting and different that this this time it did. And and this is I think Monty Williams had takes issue with this because the Suns put out a a, a statement very early on that very much sided with Drew Eubanks. Yeah, and I'm wondering if the Suns, by it being their home arena, had the opportunity to see video footage oh, of maybe. what happened. That's true. That's true. You know, Matt Ishbia was in the house last yep. night, uh, and he was milling around before the game. So mm-hmm. I wonder if they went and saw what was out there. And, and maybe said, that expedited the police getting that, involved. I don't know. I think, I think that's probably a very logical explanation, right? That would seem to make sense. But it also led to some speculation. We, you know, we talked already what happened with, with Devin Booker early in that game. And Jared mentioned it. Kellen Olsen, uh, who covers the Suns for us here at Arizona Sports, was the pool reporter. He got in to, to talk to the, the crew chief, Carl Lane, last night. And a lot of people were thinking, wow, you know, something like that happens before a game. The officials are on alert. Hey, there's some there's something going on between these two teams. Mm-hmm. We better officiate this a certain way. It was certainly officiated tight early. Yeah. Uh, but Kellen asked the question. But pre-games of pre-game events with Drew Eubanks and Isaiah Stewart, when Eubanks getting punched by Stewart, did that um, inkling a potential for more on-court tension? Did that lead to any way you guys were officiating tonight uh, or ejecting Devin and keeping a tight early? Lane said no. All the decisions made were based on what was going on. Yeah, and they, the they're not going to the admit that. No, I, I, I don't think. I think it's a very appropriate question, and I and I think the the answer or the inference you can draw is, of course, it did. Uh, certainly it did. Mm-hmm. And I think I think the way you laid it out there was right on the money. There's something going on between these two teams, and we can't tell what it is. Because one dude just assaulted another dude. Police came, right? And and so, yeah, I, I think the two are related. Yeah. Here was How Kev- could they not be? Yeah, here was Kevin Durant uh, asked afterwards his reaction to the Eubanks-Stewart incident. Yeah, keep the game first. I mean, it's a lot of noise around our game. There's a lot of that comes with being an NBA player. You keep the main thing the main thing, and all of that stuff will fade away. It's unfortunate uh, what happened before the game. It's supposed to be a brotherhood, but I also understand dudes get into stuff, and stuff may happen, but move on from it. And um, we all support Drew and got Drew's back, and, you know, he'll move past it. 
Yeah, uh, they got Drews back, and uh, it, you know, Eubanks was one of the first players out on the court for the Suns, mm-hmm. warming up before the game, even after the incident. Stewart never made his way into the arena, I don't think. Well, listen, Ed, and again, to, to, to further up on this point, if, if you're an NBA official and you're part of an officiating crew and you get wind of this, you are immediately thinking, okay, if this now uh, expands and proliferates onto the court and the commissioner and our bosses find out uh, that we were aware of this incident and didn't sort of take control of the situation, then it's going to be their backsides. And that is why the refs would do something like that mm-hmm. in those situations. Because they know that that would be their instruction. Absolutely. Oh, you knew that happened pregame? And you and, let this, and this you let happen this, on the yes, court? Yes, exactly. You're, I think you're exactly right when you say that. Yep. Uh, so and and I think you're exactly right that that I I don't think the Suns jump in um, full blast like that unless they saw some footage where where it was indeed a sucker punch because you're taking Drew if you don't see footage you're taking Drew Eubanks's word on that and and that's something considered that words were spoken between them so it wasn't like this punch came out of nowhere meaning meaning these two are all there's already smoke. So it would seem to me that for the Suns to jump in as quickly as they did, there had to be video of it. Yeah, and I think you're looking at probably a lengthy, a lengthy suspension for Isaiah Stewart. The way this is shaping up right now, and again, mm-hmm. we might we might find out details uh, as this story progresses, but that is something the league's not going to stand for. No, if the video holds up what Drew Eubanks said, if the mm-hmm. video backs up the statement that was put out by the Suns, I mean Isaiah Stewart's going to be gone for a well, while, especially after what he did to LeBron. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So no, I, I I'm right there with you on that. So it's yeah, and so so I think that um, a lot of stuff for a, for a game that was supposed to be hi Monty, yeah. bye Monty. It's just unfortunate that all of the interesting stuff in last night's game happened more than two <laughs> yeah. hours before before the game. Yeah, well, I hear you. I, I appreciate I though that Drew Eubanks technically got the final punch in when Kellen asked him, "Are you okay? Are you good?" And he goes, "Yeah, yeah. it was a soft, soft. punch." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> One last swing. <laughs> Uh, coming up, we will get more into the Suns' win over the Pistons last night in Vinny's view. It's Pickley Murata Mornings, Arizona Sports, the local sports leader.